presented by BlackRock. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Winovalan. It's Thursday. The January 6th committee airs what is expected to be its final televised hearing. We'll tell you what to expect. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Since the very first hearing of the House January 6th committee, the panel has vowed to do three things. One, correct the historical record of the aftermath of the 2020 election. Two, present the case that former President Donald Trump was at the center of a scheme to overturn the results of a free and fair election. And three, outline an ongoing attack on American democracy. This afternoon, they're set to tie all three together in what is expected to be the committee's final televised hearing. As Politico's very own Nicholas Wu and Kyle Cheney write in their preview this morning, The hearing itself will feature evidence that Trump's allies were pushing him to declare victory on Election Day 2020, even before the votes were counted, and that Trump was warned of the unfolding evidence at the Capitol before he tweeted an inflammatory attack on then-Vice President Mike Pence. But of perhaps equal importance is the hearing's place in the broader arc of post-insurrection Washington. If polls hold, it's likely that Republicans will flip the House in November. And if so, they are almost certain to dismantle the committee come January. That means the panel has less than three months to finish up its investigation, write and release its final report, likely sometime in December, and make any legislative recommendations. As such, today's session marks a transition to a new stage in the quest for accountability for the insurrection. One where the work will be confined almost entirely in the legal system. As Nick and Kyle write, the hearing will function as a segue of sorts to the criminal case that federal prosecutors are piecing together. Bolstered by the recent issuance of dozens of grand jury subpoenas and court-authorized searches of some of Trump's top allies. Here's what's new about today's hearing. In a change from past hearings, every member of the committee will get a chance to speak. There'll be no live panelists, even though they've typically provided the most memorable and newsiest moments. There'll be new footage of longtime Trump advisor Roger Stone. The New York Times reports that video obtained from a Danish documentary film crew shows Mr. Stone using bellicose language, endorsing violence, and laying out plans to create and exploit uncertainty about the election results to help Mr. Trump cling to power. There'll also be new evidence from the Secret Service. As the Washington Post reports, the committee plans to share new video and emails from the Secret Service that they write appear to corroborate parts of the most startling inside accounts of that day. One email the committee has obtained highlights the level of alarm inside Secret Service headquarters on January 6 about the possibility that Trump would get his wish to head to the Capitol and join a melee in progress. Despite the new evidence, plenty of tantalizing questions are likely to remain unresolved at least for the time being, Kyle and Nick told us. Among them, what happens to Mark Meadows, Kevin McCarthy, and Steve Bannon, who've continued to resist testifying about their involvement in Trump's effort to subvert the election results, and how to handle former Vice President Pence, whose resistance to Trump's withering pressure may have saved the republic, but also left him askance of a GOP base he's now cultivating for a potential 2024 bid. One more thing that Kyle and Nick told us, the panel is unlikely to make a formal referral to the Justice Department, which is already deeply engaged in an investigation of matters connected to Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election. But members have already made clear they believe Trump violated multiple laws in his effort to cling to power, an assertion they're likely to hone in on further in their hearing and final report. And investigators still need to determine a timetable for the release of their interview transcripts and recordings, or a potential framework for sharing their information with DOJ. 
Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 2.15 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will deliver remarks on infrastructure in Los Angeles. Go Dodgers. At 10.45, Biden will participate in a DCCC reception. Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks at the White House Accelerating Infrastructure Summit at 11.20 a.m. It's truly Infrastructure Day. The House is out today. The January 6th committee will hold its latest and perhaps last public hearing at 1 p.m. And if you happen to see Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff, Representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Vicky Hartzler or Senator Maria Cantwell, you might want to wish them a happy birthday. But everyone's going to be wishing them a happy birthday, so maybe bring up their horoscope? Politicos. FDA reporter and astrology emperor Catherine Foley is here to explain. Catherine, hello. How's it going? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Right off the top, I just want to reiterate, we are both strong believers in and advocates of science. Yes, we love science. We just also love, uh, you know, the mirror that is astrology. You, You take what bounces back and leave the rest. Well said. All right. October 13th, uh, what do you know about people born on this date? Okay, so this is super interesting because we're still in Libra season, but we're getting to the end of it. If you remember, Libra season, it's a time of balance. It's a time of justice, really people seeing both sides of the situation. But people born in the third deacon of this uh, season are Gemini Libras. So Geminis are voracious communicators. They've got a lot of ideas. (laughs) They, They may have too many ideas sometimes. Um, but they're fantastic communicators. Uh, We would expect that the people who are born uh, from the 13th through the end of Libra season around the 21st um, are going to have a lot to say, and they're going to be able to see all sides of uh, of a situation. And they're probably going to talk really fast. What might be on the horizon for the day itself? Uh, Great question. Well, we know that in addition to it being Libra season, Venus is now in Libra. Venus, of course, is the planet of love and relationships. Don't know anything about these people's personal lives, but I can say that like professionally, it's a time where, uh, you know, people might be looking for more equality in their relationships. They might be looking for, um, they might be more compassionate, more caring, and really seeing what the other person's needs are while looking for being, for, for some sort of reciprocation in in that treatment. So I don't know, maybe a good time to make a deal. Yeah, I feel like what is the hill other than people in a relationship, trying to get stuff done together in whatever capacity. Exactly, exactly. All right, if you're listening um, and you know any of these people, we readily welcome their star charts to see how close we were. Um, all right, thanks, Catherine. Thank you so much. All right, for more news, what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All across the country, people are working hard for their financial freedom. So BlackRock is hard at work, managing the retirement plan assets of over 35 million Americans. From the plains to the coasts, BlackRock helps Americans invest for their future and helps communities thrive. BlackRock, invested in the future of Americans. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal, as of December 31st, 2021. Visit blackrock.com slash invested.